down in twos. <laughs> nah, we do. Baby, read. Like I said, I wanted to finish my career at Golden State because of how much it means to me. And, uh, you know, the experiences and teammates and the journey that we've been on. Uh, everybody asked me, you know, we want to play one year for the Hornets and come back and... everyone welcome back to another edition of the boston paul street journal podcast we get the privilege of uh continuing our off-season series with the nba champs today the golden state warriors they finished with a record of 53 and 29 last year third in the eastern conference uh western conference apologies and they played the nuggets in the first round one four to one then played memphis in the second round one four to two Played Dallas in the third round, one four to one, and eventually beat the Boston Celtics four to two to win win it all. And it was really, really great seeing the Golden State Warriors uh, back together for you know two plus years. We'd seen Clay struggling um, with his injuries, and this team had lost a lot of the fun that the original Warriors team had. You know, a lot of the them clowning other teams, going up a lot of points, a lot of uh, on court fun that they were having and it just felt like over the last couple of years there's there'd been kind of a slog with uh steph not having enough help you can see the aging from draymond green and um they just they just didn't feel like they had the same heart but but we saw that all come back when when clay was back on the court uh and it was really great i think that uh, this playoffs was really important for the legacy of a lot of players. Now, I personally wasn't one that said that the legacy of Steph Curry depends on him winning a championship without Kevin Durant, or he needs to win a finals MVP for him to be considered like an all-time great player. We already know what Steph has done for the game. The game actively looks different now. You know, guarding people at the three-point line is no longer acceptable. There's players that are shooting court, you know, shooting shots from almost half court and making it so and a lot has to do with Steph and you know a lot of the young guys coming in uh, even the big guys having a three-point repertoire is is, I think a lot compliment of Steph and the fast-paced offense uh, although has been done in the past you know the Warriors had perfected it over the time and although when we think about the Warriors we really think about offense that that wasn't really the case of course they're an offensive talented team with Steph and Clay, but it's really that defense and it's always been their defense that has been towards the top of the league. They're the best defensive rating team this year and um, you got to see how you know having experience is really important. Uh, they played Memphis, Dallas, and Boston in the last three series, all three teams that are being led by young superstars and you got to see that the Warriors just had been there, had done that and uh, the chemistry was there. The big thing for the Warriors is their cap sheet is really expensive. I mean, coming into the season, it was already expensive. And I think in the next CBA, people will be complaining about how, you know, with the Chase Center, uh, Warriors can go over the cap, can pay the luxury tax, and, you know, some of the mid-market teams can't really do that, and how that's giving them a huge competitive advantage. Some others may argue that, a lot of the talent that the Warriors are paying right now are players that they, you know, have drafted and have kept on the team. And that should be an incentive for a program to draft well. But, you know, with Steph making almost $50 million, Clay making $40 million, 
Wiggins making $33 million and Draymond making $25.5 million, you kind of get an understanding of like what they needed to do this offseason. They needed to um, essentially have cheap contracts around those players. And in order for them to do that, they had to essentially lose a bunch of really critical players on their team. A lot of guys that you know showed up in the playoffs, uh, they just couldn't offer them a competitive contract and those players ended up walking. Guys like Damian Lee, you know, he's in he's on Phoenix now. The big ones that I think were most important in the playoffs were Gary Payton, uh, Gary Payton, the second. You can see how when he came back in the finals, he really was an impact player. Obviously, his offense isn't there, but he's one of the best defensive players. And it was unfortunate that they couldn't give him the contract that Portland could give him. And he walked Otto Porter, I also think, was really valuable to that team. I mean, he was, you know, quote unquote, automatic from three point. And, you know, he left um, and signed a contract with Port, uh, with uh, with Toronto, uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson, a guy that I think the older uh, Warriors players really loved, uh, ended, ended up signing a contract with the Lakers. And they kind of uh, made it a confusing offseason for the Warriors. You know, they had to find cheap contracts. They had to try to keep their team together. But this is really what shows, like, when you have a history of winning, people and players will come to your team for cheap uh the the big move that they did was that they re-signed kevon looney which i think is really important we don't really think about the warriors as a traditionally big team and uh, you know i think kevon looney is a really good center in the league and i I personally think he probably could have gotten more money like in the open market seeing how centers get paid but a three-year 22 and a half million dollar contract is really really team friendly for a guy who's you know, 26, really good defensively. Of course, you know, his offense, um, you know, isn't isn't everything, but there's a many just defensive players in, in the NBA, defensive centers in the NBA in specific, and having him on like a team-friendly contract, seven, seven and a half, eight million dollars over the next three seasons, I think that's fantastic. Another guy that I really liked um, that they, they signed was um, Dante DiVincenzo. And of course, uh, you know, uh, DiVincenzo had that injury back in the 2021 playoffs, had ankle surgery in the offseason and really wasn't the same at all last year. And getting him on a two-year $9.3 million is amazing. This guy, um, he can play basketball. He's a good defender. He's hard-nosed. He can shoot three-pointers. I think he'll be a really good cultural fit for the Warriors. And uh, I was a little bit shocked at the signing i think it's a little bit cheap for him for what he can offer to the team uh but you know the warriors always find ways to get it done and the last one was jermichael green two years 16 almost 16 and a half million dollars i think that's also a pretty team-friendly contract um and uh somehow the warriors still get it done you know they lost a lot of key pieces but they kept their core together they added a couple of other pieces, uh, and we always know that the Warriors are good at drafting. With the 28th pick in the draft, um, they got Patrick Baldwin Jr. Um, with the 44th pick or the 14th pick in the second round, they got Ryan Rollins. They they kept a, they got a couple of. Uh, rookies that were undrafted but the key really this year is going to be can these older players stay healthy how are we going to see the maturation of these young guys uh jonathan kaminga moses moody 
course, Jordan Poole already bursted out uh, into the scene last year, but can he keep that going? And I think those are going to be the things that are really important to see how far this team goes in the future. If the older players like Steph, Draymond, Clay can stay healthy, that's great. I don't think them being healthy in themselves will be enough to win another championship or for them to, you know, win two back to back. You know, Wiggins is, of course, really, really important. And I think he's probably around his ceiling. Um, but that being said, that ceiling is very high and he played really well. And there were times where, you know, people were uh, making jokes that maybe Wiggins will win, um, you know, uh, MVP of the finals, which uh, would have been a real slap in the face to Steph Curry, but that didn't happen. Although Wiggins was f- fantastic on both sides of the court. I think guys like Kuminga, Moody, Poole are going to continue, and even James Wisen are going to need to step up and fill in the roles of the guys that they lost uh, during free agency. We'll see how um, Dante DiVincenzo looks when he comes back from his injury. How much can Jamichael Green contribute to this team? All of that being said, with uh, as long as the the older guys are healthy, this this team is you know towards the top of the Western Conference, um, legitimate NBA championship contenders. What I'm really looking forward to seeing this year is the growth of the young guys, because what's going to happen is the older guys are going to continue to stay expensive for the next couple of years, and they're going to have to make decisions as to you know what are contract extensions for. Moody, Kaminga, Wiseman going to look like? Are they better off shipping those guys in a trade to get, you know, another player? Jury's still out. Um, And then the other thing we'll have to see is, you know, what is Jordan Poole's contract going to look like? But that's not really a this year problem. I think for what they could do, they had a good offseason. They got DiVincenzo, Michael Green, and they really got Kevon Looney to stay. And I think that all those pieces are really good. The, I think the biggest downside or the biggest negative, and there's really not much they could have done about it, is losing Gary Payton the second. He was, you know, I think one of the more valuable players in the finals, and his defense is hard to replicate. We'll see if these young guys can, you know, be 60, 70, 80% of the defense that he was providing. But I think that's going to be a big loss. Um, we may not see that in the regular season and the Warriors may continue to roll on teams, but as we get to the playoffs and you need to make some stops against some very talented guards, um, will they be able to do that? Now, some might say Clay another year away from injury, maybe he'll get back to his, you know, how good he was defensively or at least some high percentage of that. But I think that's kind of unlikely given the injuries that he's had, but also that he's aging. Um, so I think that that Gary Payton Jr. or Gary Payton the second loss is going to be more meaningful than many people think. Um, that being said, uh, that's all I got for the Warriors today. Congratulations to them for winning the championship last year, for being able to maneuver how they could with you know the cap space that they had or you know the contracts they already had on the books, and I I think. Like many current NBA fans, the Warriors are a must-watch, and I'm going to continue to watch them. Maybe not so much in the regular season um, for the big guys, but maybe in the regular season to see how the young guys continue to progress. And then, of course, I would be shocked if they don't make uh, the playoffs and, and don't make like a deep playoff run as long as they're all healthy. We'll see you all next time. Take care.
I want to give a shout out to our producer, Sandeep, and to let all the listeners know to help us out and follow us on Instagram at bsjpod and on Twitter as well at bsjpod. You can also find all our episodes uploaded onto our website at www.bsjpod.com. Thank you.